welcome to Ben Davis Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Davis, and I'm excited to have a conversation with you about one of my favorite things in the world, movies. And today is a special episode because I'm joined by writer, director, and producer Leanne Kerr. Such a pleasure having you on the show today. How are you doing? Doing well, Ben. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And the reason we're here today is to discuss your new film, Student Body, which is out February 9th on VOD Outlets. And for people who are not aware, this is indeed your first feature film. And I'm sure with that comes all sorts of excitement and, and new challenges. So how was your experience making your first feature film? It's a great question. Um, it's been really exhilarating. It's definitely, you know, a long process when you're making your first one, you're, you know, going out there and I, you know, I made a couple shorts and I directed a web series and did a music video. So you're kind of trying to convince the right people that you're ready to take that step as a director, especially, and you're ready to go behind the camera and make that longer piece. Um, and then, you know, as a screenwriter, just writing material that people would respond to. So, you know, it was, you know, great to get the team together, so to speak, with my fellow producers, and then kind of go on that journey of getting funding for the film and the casting journey. And then we shot back in August of 2019 before the pandemic hit. Um, we we're lucky in that regard. And then actually, you know, the pandemic really afforded us um, a more leisurely post-production process that was actually very rewarding um, because things slowed down so much. We were able to kind of take our time more and like, play around a little more with different elements and with the edit. Um, so yeah, it's, I would say it's a long road. It's been a, I'd say a six year process since the inception of the idea to now with it being released. Um, but definitely a very exhilarating and rewarding one. Oh, I bet it's super rewarding now that you're here at the finish line. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> crazy. It's, I'm so glad that people can actually watch it now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you are the writer. So not only, again, you're not only you're the director, you're the writer. So what was your motivation behind Student Body? Yeah, so I think a lot of it came from you know, my, my own experiences growing up in, um, as a student and feeling peer pressure, also feeling pressure to excel as a student. So, you know, growing up as a young woman, female friendships can be very interesting to navigate. And, you know, you want to feel like you belong. You want to feel like you're in a friend group. And for me, that created some social anxiety and I had some, some difficulty back in those years. And then also, you know, at the time for me being a straight A student and feeling this need to constantly, you know, be kind of perfect at everything, this expectation of perfection, which I think um, a lot of young people can connect with where you're, you know, you have people that care about you, you have mentor figures, you want to, you know, do right by them and impress them. But then sometimes it can kind of, you know, go a little far where you're like, oh my gosh, if I don't get, you know, an A on everything, then I'm doomed um, or something like yeah. that. So I really was interested in telling a story about those pressures and particularly pressures of being a young woman where I think culturally we're expected to please people, we're expected to be, you know, really good at everything and um, also that pressure to be popular. Um, and then for me, um, using those fears and anxieties as a starting point to kind of launch these genre elements of the school feeling claustrophobic and the school feeling kind of isolating and also kind of this idea of 
being pursued by what the school expects of you and what other people expect of you um, and letting those fears and anxieties um, externalize as these more typical genre horror elements. Yeah. That's a really, really good answer. Yeah. It, <laughs> Cause it's that combination of the weight of expectation versus the weight of fitting in and kind of it combusting as a whole. Yeah. The story really did a fantastic job of, of conveying that. Um, horror, you. of course. Um, horror is one of my, my favorite genres. Did you know you you wanted your first film to be a horror movie? And if so, what was it about the horror genre that you really gravitated towards? Yeah, it's interesting, Ben. I'm actually a bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to horror movies. Like, I think The Shining is like my threshold of scariness. Like, <laughs> I couldn't, I've always wanted to see The Conjuring, but like have never mustered the courage to watch The Conjuring. Like I'm sure it's a great movie, um, <laughs> but I love like creepy films, suspenseful films. I grew up on um, Alfred Hitchcock and then also grew up really addicted to Agatha Christie's murder mysteries, which aren't horror per se, but I did love the idea of like characters trapped in a single place and having to deal with each other as people. And then at the same time, having something that's kind of menacing them um, and, you know, you know, uh, providing that kind of scare. So I think uh, for me, the horror, I would say suspense thriller horror world was a great way to explore the themes and ideas that I wanted to explore about just how scary it can be to grow up as a young person. And then also to tap into these notions that young people today, you know, back in John Hughes's time, The Breakfast Club, they were all in detention and they had this terrible principle, you know, funny movie. But now there are even more fears and scary things associated with being in a school. You know, we do live in a time where there are shootings, where schools can be really dangerous places. And I think kids are dealing with, you know, even like cyberbullying, things that have just become scarier and more intense. And I thought that horror was a really great medium to use to talk about these issues. Um, and yeah, I think like, I, I just think that it's a great way to talk about how hard growing up is. And I just think that horror is a great way to talk about a lot of the human experience because so much of what we experience revolves around fear. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely wish I had a stronger stomach for some scarier movies that I know, like, I know The Exorcist is probably great. I'm just not <laughs> quite able to get there. But I, some of my favorite movies are, you know, The Shining, The Innocence, you know, um, Alien, Psycho, some of these more like suspense horror adjacent films. Um, so I was excited to make a film more in that realm. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned Breakfast Club earlier. I really got a lot of those vibes, especially amongst the relationship dynamic between all of the characters and how they, they all felt very different and unique, but you could see that they could be friends in real life too. Uh, it really came across on screen and loved it. But so the slasher genre of horror has some, it has some pretty iconic faces. You know, a couple that come to mind when I think of horror is Ghostface, Freddy Krueger, Jason, of course, Michael Myers. I always find it very fascinating to know the origins behind these designs. I was curious, what's the inspiration behind the look of the the mascot? <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a fun one. So um, 
if any of your listeners want to Google Purdue Pete, so Purdue Pete, I don't know if he still is, but was the mascot for Purdue University for the Boilermakers. And if you look him up, he is absolutely terrifying. <laughs> He's got this like huge eyes and they're just sort of staring at you. And he was really a big inspiration for the look of Anvil Al. Um, and there was just something about the school mascot of something that seems kind of, you know, a lot of horror is taking things like children that seem wholesome and innocent and turning, that's why kids are so scary in horror movies is because you don't expect them to be like, I don't know, like standing in a corner writing in blood, like your kids <laughs> or like nurseries or things that we think are safe spaces and innocent spaces, kind of turning them on their head is what makes them so scary. So for me, like having the school mascot, which seems to be, you know, this kind of wholesome Americana of like, yeah, like go school, let's beat the other team. It's very kind of um, friendly at first. Um, but then as soon as like that figure kind of stops and stares at one of the character or walks in the hallway and it's dark hallway, it's like, oh my gosh, now we're, it's like flips the script on mm -hmm. that character. And now it's incredibly menacing. Um, so I think Purdue Pete design wise, and then working with my costume designer, Lauren Opelt was a very rewarding process and just kind of having fun with this kind of externalization of the school as this mascot and it being this kind of, yeah, this pursuing figure, this, this stalking figure, um, kind of for me was physicalizing the notion that school can kind of loom in children's head and kids heads and be psychologically claustrophobic and intimidating and difficult uh so yeah a lot of fun to kind of develop that uh dead-eyed look of <laughs> anvil al <laughs> well it's it's so creepy and you hit the nail on the head so perfectly where it's something that we typically associate with joy and and cheering and then turning that on its head and making it dread and fear and that feeling like you said of claustrophobia of feeling trapped and i believe you know high school is the per perfect place to feel trapped in i know a lot of kids feel trapped there um yeah so this is a rather tough question to navigate but if you can without giving away any spoilers uh what was the most fun death scene to to shoot Oh gosh. Um, they were all really fun. I think the first, so I won't give away specific, there's a, the first time a death occurs, <laughs> <laughs> um, it takes place in a bathroom and I had really just, it was one of the sequences that I had storyboarded out from the very beginning. And even on a script level, pretty much knew shot for shot, how I wanted it to feel and what I wanted it to look like. Um, and then for that bit, um, I worked with a very talented cinematographer, Luca Bazzelli, whose father actually shot the ring. So he comes from a, a kind of a pedigree of excellent, uh, his father works a lot with Gore Verbinski. Um, so Luca just did such beautiful work with that. And I just really, um, I was inspired by a couple of films. One of them was Lynn Ramsey's You Were Never Really Here, which is a film with Joaquin Phoenix. And Maybe. she does such a beautiful job of creating tension and suspense without actually showing any mm -hmm. of the violence. It's always elided. You see before and after, but the actual event of the violence is often, I think, almost never on screen in that film. So for this sequence in particular, I really love the idea of 
creating the buildup to the event and the, the dread of what was coming and allowing it to be very quiet, um, taking away any music and just kind of paring it down and just letting just the wide shot just affect the viewer. Um, and just, uh, yeah, letting that dread build. So I think that first, uh, <laughs> again, I don't want to give anything away, but that first, um, sequence is very near and dear to my heart because it's pretty much how I always envisioned it working. Um, yeah. And then some other ones were just more, uh, yeah, like a different effect. Like I wanted to have moments where it's more of a slow burn and a dreadful anticipation. And then other moments where it's like, Oh crap. Like, wow, that was, Oh my God. Like that just happened crazy. Um, because I think that contrast can, be exciting for the audience they don't quite know what to expect if it's you know sometimes it's more of a dreadful burn a dress slow burn and then sometimes it's more like jack and that like something pops out um yeah. so yeah and it, it's funny you know horror movies they always build and build and build and when the kill finally happens you have that release of tension and then in in this film in particular that 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 scene that you were talking about in the bathroom you have this build and build and build to to that and then there's no release so that tension mm -hmm. stays and it, it perfectly captures that that sense of dread and, and fear it's pretty pretty great yeah i sometimes think the audience's imagination can be way more effective like at moments in the film like i really wanted to lean on what the audience was imagining occurred as opposed to physically literally showing it because our imaginations are so powerful and sometimes are scarier than what we would actually put on screen. Yep, absolutely. That's why, you know, some people, when they read a book, the movie doesn't really live up to it because your imagination can, you know, just yeah. run wild. Uh, but the last question I have for you today is, is a fun one. In, in mm -hmm. honor of Student Body being a horror film, and I know you, you've, you've spoken on this a little bit already, uh, what's your favorite scary movie? Oh, it's, it's a good one. That's hard. Um, I really love, um, there's a 1960 film called The Innocence um, by Jack Clayton. It's an absolute classic with Deborah Kerr, similar last name, spelled differently. Um, and it's based on Henry James's novella, The Turning of the Screw. Um, and it's just a wonderful ghost story. Um, it's about a governess who comes to take care of two small children in this very fancy home in the countryside. And their caretaker kind of goes off and is like, I don't want to deal with them. You deal with them. And she kind of little by little learns that some not great things happen in the house and there might be some ghosts, but you're not quite sure if it's in her head or if it's really happening. Um, just two of the most incredible child actor performances I've ever seen from that film. And just the filmmaking, the way that Jack Clayton um, just relies on some really incredible wide shots and just letting kind of the ambiance of, of the house um, feel like that claustrophobia. Um, I really recommend The Innocence for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's a beautiful, beautiful film. Yeah, that is, that is a, a great recommend, recommendation for sure. Um, I always go back my my favorite two horror films. I have two. Um, Scream is is my favorite, uh, oh, just to watch all the time. And then the one you mentioned earlier, The Exorcist. Um, ah, yes, very very disturbing movie. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I just like uh, 
ghosts and demons i mean it's funny the innocence is a ghost story but there's something about them man i <laughs> they so so scary to me <laughs> same. They, they have the same effect on me i saw the exorcist when i was i was way too young oh, i didn't boy. revisit it until i was like late 20s <laughs> so <laughs> yeah scarred for decades <laughs> yes profound effect on me um, <laughs> But Leanne, thank you so much for, for joining the show today and, and taking the time out of your very packed and, and busy schedule to answer my questions. I wish you nothing but success with Student Body. Thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate it. This is fun. Of course. Student Body is available on VOD outlets February 9th, so be sure to check that out, guys. But that's a wrap for this week's show. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, rate us, and while you're at it, give me a follow over on Instagram and TikTok at Ben Davis Movie Podcast. They update all the latest content I have for you guys. Anyways, till next time, stay classy. Stay classy.